0: or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. it's great to see all of you. I love that prayer. I actually wanna to add to that if you don't mind. I wanna just lean right into that prayer that Paul prayed uh, for bold. Um, I, I, I loved those statistics that they gave that there was 50 churches involved, which that averages about out to about 20, um, 20 kids per youth group. I was talking to a church um, that said it cost them over $1,000 per student that students raise all year to get on buses, hotels, food to be here. And so, um, Paul, your prayer was amazing. I just want to go into that just a little bit longer. Can we do that? Can you close your eyes with me and let's just pray? Jesus, Lord, we pray, oh God that these young people, in a culture that is filled with so much corruption, in a culture where they are being um, inundated with so much godlessness, we pray for a weekend of encountering God himself. Holy Spirit, would you be at work supernaturally? God, we lift up our teenagers and young adults in these precious years as their minds and hearts are being formed, and we ask, Lord Jesus, for supernatural encounter. We thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for everybody at Radiant Church, Lord, that um, works and serves to help make bold happen, that gives financially to make bold happen. And we just thank you. I pray you would bless them. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that this would be a powerful, really historic time for these teens. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. 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 Hey, uh, it's great to see all of you. Uh, Paul mentioned it. We're in this series that was coming out of Easter where our, uh, our goal is to talk about the real battlegrounds that we're really in. And, and sometimes uh, we had that great Easter Sunday where we talked about being rescued. Many times people will make a decision to follow Jesus or they'll respond to a message or a worship song or a prayer. And then, and then underestimate really the real battle that we're in. And so uh, we wanted to take this time and talk about this battleground. the, the Kind of the, the idea that, that you are in a real spiritual battle. And so we took a week and talked about the world and the temptation to become like the culture and leave God out. We took a week and talked about the flesh, the temptation to do what I want instead of what the spirit, the Holy Spirit who takes up residency inside of me is leading me to do. And uh, today is kind of a It's a big one, so be ready. This is like the big barbell. You ready for this? All right, so this is, we're gonna go, we're we're talking about Jesus, but we're talking about the devil today, all right? So uh, I wanna talk about um, the way that the devil tries to deceive us. And so here in this series verse that we just had come on the screen out of Ephesians chapter two, that's been our series verse. And this series has been just an expository series working through three different ideas in there where we see the world, the flesh, and the devil and in that text, um, we've got the idea of, of, of the devil being the, the, the ruler of the kingdom of the air. And in John 8, Jesus calls him the father of lies. Obviously, Peter calls him, he's, he's like a lion seeking whom he may devour. There's different names given, but I wanna double-click, lean in, talk about this one that Jesus says in John 8, or he's the father of lies, because I think it's easy for us to believe lies subtly and tolerate the enemy and not think we've allowed the enemy to have a seat at our table. But in reality, there's places of deception in our lives. So it is a little bit heavy today, uh, but I believe that there's on the other side of this, there's freedom. John chapter eight, Jesus says this, and this is a confrontation verse. And so listen to the way he talks about people that allow the enemy. He says, you belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your, father, your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him at all. Zero. When he lies, he speaks his native language. This is his default language. He's a liar. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So, so even the lies originate with him. Because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. When we read the gospel of John, Jesus is always talking about believing. He looks at person after person and says, do you believe me? Look and believe. Will you believe? My dream is that we would believe the truth of Jesus and let go of the lies of the enemy. That's my prayer. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that we would exchange, that we would engage with, that we would believe truth, let go of lies. I thank you for what you're gonna do. We honor you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Heavy question, but I wanna invite you to just, at the beginning here, ask yourself the question, what are some of the potential lies that I believe? Now, that's a difficult question because obviously (laughs) lies masquerade as truth. We, we, we tend to tolerate or have lies, and we won't call them lies, but today I want us to just take a moment and let the Holy Spirit reveal to us where are the potential places where we have allowed lies into our minds. Maybe Ephesians 1, we could get a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know God better so that Jesus might reveal to us where we have tolerated lies, where there might be white little lies that we think are no big deal or we tolerate, and then they end up messing us up or deceiving us. And the enemy, the father of lies, he wants to get you to believe a lie, and he'll do different categories. He'll want you to believe a lie about God. If he can get you to believe a lie about who God is, what God is like, then he starts to take over a little bit of your mind, what you believe, that influences who you become and that influences how you behave. He, he, he might come and try to get you to believe a lie about your identity, who you are in God. So how, how maybe how God sees you. He might come and, and try to lie to you about relationships so that he can get you discouraged, beat up, confused, distant, breaking marriage covenant, not being intentional with making disciples, not being intentional with reaching people, any kind of lie about relationships. He, he could try to even get a lie in your mind about your calling and sometimes even your next step. Sometimes even what he's inviting or calling you to do. The enemy does not care what lie he needs to inject in order to get you to pull back from being a radiant disciple of Jesus He'll use any kind of lie he can to try to get you sidelined instead of full throttle, instead of being a wholehearted disciple. So there's lots there. Uh, I wanna kind of vulnerably tell you one that that I experienced just to have you kind of start to open up and think about what could be some potential lies that I tend to tolerate. Um, Renata and I felt like the Lord had called us to plant a church years before we did plant. And, and plant, start, begin a church. And, and so uh, I remember opening up to one of my friends in Colorado and saying, hey, I think that God is calling me to plant a church. I don't know the city, but I know the church. I know that when I pray Psalm 34 that those who look to him are radiant. I just got this dream of a radiant church. In fact, I've already bought the URL. I just, I, I just, I think, I think that I, I think that God's put that in my heart. And I remember sitting at the lunch where he looked at me and he said, David, I can't even see that. And he said this, he said, and he's trying to be nice, but a little lie got in. He said, you know what, you're, you're more of a fly in and speak kind of preacher, not a local church pastor. That was what he said. And uh, I remember thinking through that, and I, I can remember the moment where I'm walking to my car where, I can, where, where, where the enemy's trying to get me to be a little discouraged. So it was, it was kind of wrapped in some smiley niceness, but it stung. It, it brought a little confusion. Um... And then I, I, I remember just the moment of, of talking to a, a friend of mine and saying, hey, I think Renata and I were gonna go plant. We've uh, been praying about what city. And, and of course, we knew the church first and then we started to begin the journey. We went and we prayed in five different cities. And, and when we were in Kansas City, I mean, I just sensed the Holy Spirit speak so clearly to me, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Zechariah at four, and I just was like, yes! That This is where God's called us, and I remember telling a friend of mine, I feel like the Lord's called us to Kansas City, and he looked at me, and he said, really? Are you sure? And then he said, I think Kansas City needs another church, about like I need another hole in my head. And uh, I laughed, ha, ha, ha. Uh. But I remember standing next to a speaker, not a preacher, but like a speaker like that, standing next to a speaker, and just, just starting like the enemy, just starting to like, ooh, and... Of course, I knew I'd prayed here and had an encounter with the Lord here and I knew that I had done a little bit of homework and knew that church planting was the number one way to reach people. The number one way that you see people rescued, the number one way that you see people discipled where they're transformed is through the local church. I, I knew that and I and, and I, I knew that Kansas City was a church that still had over 1.8 million people that didn't claim to be followers of Jesus and so in the whole metro area and and I'd already been praying some of those numbers and I, I'd studied statistics on different cities and I knew that there was a great need here in Kansas City. Kansas City, but it still didn't. It didn't change the fact that it was a little potential way for the enemy to start to get in a little bit. And, and for me, that temptation was around discouragement. Last one, and I'm not discouraged by the way. Uh, but I, I remember we moved here, and for us, like that early season, uh, as we were just starting prayer meetings in our church, and I remember uh, I was stepping out and talking to someone I didn't know, stranger, and just said, "Yeah, I just told him my my name's David." And, uh my, my wife and kids, we moved here and uh, God's called us to plant a church. And uh, and so, we, yeah, we just, we actually are going to start it at this middle school at 135th and all. And, and I just remember this guy like goes, ah, 135th, I need a church. And I remember it was like just time after time where it just, it, there was just this temptation and of course, I believe, and you and I know that uh, God's been at work and that we've seen people rescued and transformed and empowered and people stepping into ministry and being what God's called them to be. And we know that we've got a team that literally gets back today, right? Like this morning at 1 a.m. from Nepal. And we, we, we know that God's at work, that there's that God's reaching young people. And, and, and there's, there, there was God was leading, but it didn't change the fact that the enemy will take even sweet, nice little people that just think and when we talk about the enemy the liar the devil there's these different names 1 Peter 5 he's he's like Peter says he's like a, a, a lion seeking whom he may devour Paul calls him the prince of the air or the ruler of the kingdom of the air or here's Jesus and he calls him the father of lies and I want to invite you to ask the question where do I tolerate? Where have I allowed little lies to get in? And these little lies like start so small, but then they can start to cause you to enter into a place of breaking up your relationship with God because you believe a lie about what God is like or a lie about how God sees you. Maybe you you believe a lie and you think you you Christ can't be real. It's too good to be true and I'm not really loved. Maybe you go maybe you maybe you don't do obedience because you don't really you don't really lean into the truths about Jesus and all that Jesus said about obedience and so maybe maybe there's a lie about God or maybe there's a lie about who we are as followers of Jesus. Maybe there's a lie about identity. Obviously, there's so many different lies that could get in, but here's where I want to go today. I want to invite you to Resist the enemy. I wanna invite you to not believe lies, to fight for truth. There's one person that we see who has this dialogue with the devil that we can learn how to resist the devil. His name is Jesus. And we see this moment in Matthew chapter four and in Luke chapter four. It's both gospels give us the story of where Jesus has a conversation in the wilderness, right after his baptism event. And, and he teaches us, we know James 4, 7 tells us to resist the devil. But Jesus embodies showing us how. And I want us to just learn just a few things today on what we see in Jesus. How can I resist? How can I fight? A.W. Tozer wrote a book called, I Talk Back to the Devil. <laughs> I like that. I want to invite you to talk back to the devil. I want to invite us to look at how does the devil start to get in? And how do we fight back? When when Jesus has the moment at his baptism where the father audibly declares, this is my son whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased, and then the spirit descends on him like a dove, it's the Trinitarian moment where we see father, son, Holy Spirit, and that's what takes place right before we read the story about Jesus entering the wilderness, So, Matthew 4 says that Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Luke 4 says that Jesus, full of the Spirit. And Jesus goes into the wilderness, and the enemy comes to him. And then the enemy says, if you are the Son of God. Or some versions will say, since you are the Son of God. So that Greek word, sometimes it's translated if, it could be since. Eugene Peterson, in the, the message, he says since. And the reason why I say that is because... He's coming to Jesus and Jesus has just had the moment where the father audibly declares, this is my son whom I love. And now he's coming to Jesus and he says, so if you are the son of God, or since you are the son of God, then, and here's what he does. He wants to create distance between that belief that of how good God is, that God is a good father. And so here's Jesus 40 days in the wilderness, just like the Israelites had been in the wilderness for 40 years and here's Jesus who's without sin and the enemy comes and says, hmm, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. God won't provide for you. He may have provided in the wilderness, but is he gonna provide for you? Sometimes the enemy will do that. He'll come and he wants to, he, he, he Second Corinthians 4, 4 says, the God of this age has come to blind the minds of unbelievers. It's an in- intriguing way of talking. Blind the mind. What does he want? Get you to believe lies. Blind your mind so that you don't see God as, when we start off the service, when we begin every time, you are holy, you are faithful, you are good, you are true, you are worthy. You are awesome. And the enemy wants to come in and just try to break that relationship. Lie to you about what God is like. And then he looks at him and says, all right, why don't you throw yourself down? Remember, Satan says that. Like, takes him to the temple, throw yourself down. And here's what he's, he's coming at this. This, will God really protect you? He comes at him again. Hey, I'll give you the kingdoms of this world. Worship me. We know that Jesus is in relationship with the Father. Jesus has just heard His Father say, "This is my Son, whom I love," and the enemy comes along and says, "Hey, why don't you follow my the enemy's plan instead of God's plan?" He'll try to do anything he can to try to, to, to dissuade you. And here's what we see in Jesus: Jesus talks back. Jesus doesn't tolerate. Jesus has no confusion. One of the things in my twenties when I was Really spending my life discipling young adults was I noticed how many people would start the conversation with I'm just confused. And then they would use the word confused to tell me about how they were intentionally living in sin. And so the enemy wants, if he can get you to just be confused, I just don't get it. I just, I just, I just so that you can live in deception, confusion, and ultimately sin, which ultimately causes separation. And our temptation is to not fight for truth. Our temptation is to just live in a culture where we are fed so many lies that we don't work on it. We don't think through moment by moment, Holy Spirit, I'm walking with you. I want the truth of who Jesus is. I want the word of God inside of me. I want to walk with you. But here's what the enemy does. The enemy in the garden comes to Eve and lies. Did God really say, don't eat from the tree from the garden, right? You can't have any, any, any trees. You can't eat from any of the trees. And he's, he, from the beginning, I mean, that very first, that Genesis 3 fall, it's, 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 it's a lie. So the weapon that the enemy uses is lies. Some of us think, oh, it's probably a red pitchfork and he's trying to stab me. No, you have, here's where it is. It starts with the enemy Attacking you with lies. He wants to lie to you about who God is. He wants to lie to you about who you are in Christ. He wants to lie to you about relationships. He wants to lie to you about the church. He wants to lie to you about anything he can to get you. To, what he's trying to do is break off that relationship with God. He's trying to end it. He's trying to. Jesus said he's a murderer from the beginning. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He, He is. I know this is hard to hear today. I know it's like, hey David, hey, I live, you know, with a white picket fence, and I live in, you know, beautiful Kansas City. Can you just be nice? But listen, the best thing you can know is that there is truth. It's a person. His name is Jesus, and the enemy wants to separate you from truth. And it's easy to tolerate lies. The signature move of the enemy is to get you to believe lies. So then you start to become something different in your heart. And lastly, it's how you behave. It's lastly what you do. You know where it starts? It starts right here. And his signature move is, I have found for me that um, the voice of the enemy often sounds like my Thoughts, my ideas, disconnected from Christ. So it's not Gollum from Lord of the Rings, right? It's not Carmen from the '80s. Did you ever hear that song, "The Champion"? You know, and he's like, you know, it's like a conversation between uh, the devil and a demon. I don't know if, if if you're not with me. Sorry, that was the '80s, but. I grew up, Jesus is the champion. Oh, you know, like, so, see, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not the way that Carmen in 1985 depicts the devil's voice. It's not the way that the Lord of the Rings movies depicts. Here's what it sounds like for me it's anything that's not aligned with the truth of Jesus and the Word of God, and it sounds like my thoughts. Hmm, maybe I could tolerate that. Maybe I could tolerate this. Maybe I should just believe that lie that that person said, maybe that tweet, maybe that article. And I, and it's easy to allow. And the enemy goes, I'm going to pull you in. But the enemy has been doing the same thing from the garden. He's a liar. His signature move is lying. It's what he does. And it is how he'll attack you. Just like he attacked Eve, the way that he's coming after you is a lie. It's his signature move. Me, and My son, Justice, he's 13, and uh, we play basketball quite often. One-on-one is the way that we play. And I have uh, great basketball moves. I'm very gifted and talented and skilled. <laughs> and, uh, but I have this one move that I, I would just love to rock, where when you're playing one-on-one, you can't pass. You end up, you either drive or you shoot uh, when you start. Check ball, and then you, you're, you're forced. So, uh, so you really only have two options, except I created a third option. Here's what it is. My, my third option is, is, is I go up. Fake shoot, fake right, and then I would get Justin to put his layup, and then I would just, bam, like go under his legs, and then dribble and go hit the layup around him. Because it's one thing to drive left and go around your teenage boy, but when you dribble between his legs, and he's an inch taller you, even though he's 13 years old, it just makes the old dad be like, what's up now, baby? It just, bam, phoom, <laughs> <laughs> phoom, ah, you know. And, and that, that like that move worked for a long time. I did it over and over and over again and it wasn't long before justice stopped going huh but he started going and the ball I couldn't get it there anymore I was like oh you crushed my signature move I want you to be like justice. Okay, this is the way that the enemy comes after me over and over and over and over again and get to the point where you say, I'm gonna learn from Jesus who is able to talk back to the devil the way to not allow the devil to get by me again. Does that make sense? And, and I wanna invite you to, to not be passive about fighting for truth. I wanna invite you to not be passive on this one, to learn from Jesus. So here's Jesus and I see Jesus being a few things. First of all, think about the way that Jesus um, is filled with the Holy Spirit here. Like I know that we're, um, sometimes I feel like we're, 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 uh, we're, we treat this one like it's an assumption. But I want to invite you in your relationship with God and you being the temple where the Holy Spirit takes up residency inside of you. To not be passive when it comes to the Holy Spirit. So the language here about Jesus going into the wilderness, where the Spirit comes comes on him like a dove, and it's this imagery that we read in the Gospels, trying to communicate this idea about the Spirit on Jesus. And then Luke says, Jesus full of the Holy Spirit, and I want to invite you to not be passive when it comes to being somebody who's completely filled with the Holy Spirit. And many times i found that some people would like to dialogue with the Holy Spirit, or the way that Paul says it, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, but a lot of people won't obey the Holy Spirit. But if you want your relationship with the Holy Spirit to continue to get stronger, where you continue to be closer and closer to God, try obedience. You'll be surprised. Think about the parents' joy over the child that tries obedience. It's like you can trust them with a little bit more. Well, when you say yes to the Holy Spirit, you continue to grow in that relationship. And I want to invite you to have, when you see Jesus, who's able to withstand the attack or the lies or the prowl, of the devil. Jesus is spirit filled. Think in your mind, what does it look like for me to be spirit filled? If I'm going to face the enemy, and you are, one of your aims is I must be a spirit filled person. I'm not going to be passive. I'm not on the Holy Spirit. And I think you got to dialogue with the Holy Spirit and obey the Holy Spirit. Start talking to the Holy Spirit. Start listening to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit leads you, do what the holy spirit says try obedience just try it Where you walk moment by moment Holy Spirit, what are you leading me to today okay i'm the hands and feet of jesus in my world whatever school you go to or wherever you work god is using you so what does it look like for you to say yes to the holy spirit and a lot of times you have to be really quiet to hear maybe pulling away each day to be with god is David preaching about spending time alone with God again? Because I feel like he does it in every summer. Yes, I do. I want to invite you to it. I, I think that it takes a moment where you're just quiet enough to listen and hear him. I took my boys on Friday night to the NFL draft down. And, uh, <laughs> what's up? And uh, all right, I got a couple of amens on that one. All right. So, so. So now it, uh, I, I know there's more people there the day before, but it had started raining on Friday night. And so uh, there was less people there. So we were able to get all the way close to the front and uh, we were there all the way till the last pick uh, of the night, but we got, we, we got up pretty close and I looked up and I think there was about a million dollars worth of led lights and two million dollars worth of speakers. I only know those numbers cause I'm a church planter and whew, I just can't even imagine. But anyway, uh, I it was so bright and so so loud that as I'm talking, you know, to Justice, I'm like, ah, rah, 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 you know, and then I tried to talk to Dawson, ah, rah, 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 you know, to Dawson, and sorry, he's he's a giant, he's five eleven. In our family, woof, you know, they couldn't hear me, right? It's so loud. I'm like, and they're like, we're gonna have a concert tonight. And I'm like, ugh, you know, it's so loud. However, when we turned away to walk away, the further we got away from the noise, the more we could hear each other. Super simple, but I'm telling you, it, you live in a culture that is filled in the information age with more data, more information, more opinions. And you know what? People know how to profiteer off you. And so you, you and I tend to let so many lies in. We let lies at the table in our mind. And it's easy to have this constant merry-go-round of lies going on our head because we allow so many in. We've got, I mean, from every form of entertainment to on every form of screen that's in this age, it is, there are so many people trying to get you to buy into their idea. And a lot of these ideas, guys, unless it comes from Jesus, the word of God is filled with lies. So many of us are dealing with deception that we've tolerated, that we allow. We just bring them in. And I want to invite you to think, how on earth can I get so close to the Holy Spirit, so close to God that I hear? It's not so loud. David, are you saying to decrease my intake of some information medium? That would be, yes. Think about, imagine if you decided that you were going to try to fill your mind with more truth than lies. Wow, that changed your life. I want to try to fill my mind. I want to fill my, what I think about with truth, Jesus, word of God. And when you read the Psalms, this is not like the miserable, unbearable, oh, I just got to read my word and the the pain of (laughs) filling up. And then I get the joy of getting on Instagram. That's what you want to flip. You want to get where you read it and go, oh, I love to meditate on your law. Your Psalm 34, where you go, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And you get to this point where I love, I love truth and hate lies. Amen. And that starts to get into your heart. And I'm telling you, it starts, to, it'll start to bring the transformation. It, you will see transformation. Nathan quoted this last week. Do not be, do not conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hey guys, that's a practical step. That's not like, ooh, that's just kind of gargle talk from Paul. No, that's a plan. I'm going to fill up my life with truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm going to get what Jesus said. Imagine if you got in your mind that I'm going to read the words of Jesus. I'm going to fill my mind with the truth of who Jesus is. And I'm telling you, in this age, you need truth because you're around lies all the time. Stop. Listen. Get the word of God inside of you. Uh, I, I, and I, what I have found is it takes, for me, there's moments of just listening and decreasing the clutter so that I can hear. Because if I just live where my, when the iPhone is the alarm clock and then you look at all, we're not just talking about ideas that come from the news or ideas that come from entertainment. We're talking about ideas that come from every single person that you know. You talk about clutter, everybody's got a little degree of cray-cray, and you're reading everything, and I'm telling you, it's, a, it, there's, you live in, I'm just, wow, this is depressing sermon, are you, there's, I'm just telling you, I, there's a sea of lies all the time that you're scrolling and listening to, and email. and telling. people have their agendas, and I'm telling you, you got to fight for listening. Jesus, I need truth. I need Jesus. Who are you? What do you say, Jesus? You are the way, the truth, and life. What does the word of God say? The word of God is true. The word of God is true. So it's not you live your truth, I live my truth. No, there is one truth. It's Jesus. There's not this confusion about you live your truth, i live my truth. Oh, that's called not truth. That's called confusion. Here's, I I have decided to live my life around Christ and Jesus is the truth. And so you're thinking, I gotta align my mind with what Jesus said. I gotta align my mind with the word of God. And that is a battle. That is not, that takes, in the information age, I just, I think it's it's a ton of work. I think you gotta be intentional and I would invite you, go on the walk with God. Or stop, Get that cup of coffee, whatever you think is anointed. Dunkin' Donuts is good. Starbucks coffee's pretty good. Folgers is not as good. Just kidding. They're, Folgers put out some new stuff recently. I saw that at, at Price Chopper this week. But get, get, that, get that time with God where you're just getting real and honest and be with him and know him and spend time and stop and listen. My family... Um, Quick transition to a little, meta, a little picture. Like uh, I, I like to make the joke that Renata's voice is like the Holy Spirit. It's, it's super quiet, but right on, baby. So one of the things about you know, how you, you marry someone and they're different than you, I, I don't know if you can pick this up. I'm kind of a loud person. I'm, I'm loud. Renata is so quiet. And when we go to, uh, through the drive-through, not that we do that often, don't judge us, but if we did, uh, when we go through the drive-through, you can hear Dawson, you can hear Liv, you can hear Adlent, you can hear Justice, you can hear me when we order. But when Renata goes to make her order, I, I pity the poor people <laughs> in the line, it, it, on the other side because they're like, Can you say it again? And then Renata, I'll take a salad. You know, <laughs> oh, you're going to have to repeat that. I'll, I'll take And I'm like, All right, hold on. Kids, be quiet. Turn off the engine, turn off Spotify. Tell, the, tell the, the birds to stop chirping. All the dogs have to stop barking. Everybody in the line, turn off all your engines so they can hit. And then Renata, I'll take a salad, please. You know, and her voice is so quiet. You like, my dad's a super quiet too. My whole life, like I always listen. My dad's super quiet. You know, we sit down. He'd be discipling me. I'd be like, man, I just need my mom. Hey, David, how you doing? Like, yeah, that's my tribe, right? Like, I can hear you. Here's my point. Listen. The voice of the Holy Spirit sounds like Renata and Hal. I'm just telling you, it's quiet. It's, 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 you got to lean in. you got to stop other things. Get everything else quiet so you can lean in and listen and hear. And I'm telling you, you live in, I live, I live, I'm just talking out of my pain here, sorry. I live in a culture that is telling me so many lies. It's just unbelievable the amount. And so to get the word of God in so that you're able to combat, when you look at, Jesus, combating the devil, and he's quoting scripture. He just quotes Deuteronomy all three times. I mean, he's he's got it in him. Imagine if you had a vision to get the word of God in you like you see in Jesus. Oh, that sounds too much. Okay, well, a little bit less. But I'm gonna do my best. I mean, just get a vision. Well, I've got the Bible on my phone. Shut up. Get it in your brain. Get it in your mind. Get it, get, 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 oh, it's in my pocket. No, it's not, I, get, it, get it in here. So that you get it in here. So that you get it right there, baby. Because the enemy's coming after you. Like Peter says, like a lion. I'm not going to go down the lion metaphor. But it's scary. I, that, that, I mean, just because I've watched lions eat people on YouTube and... I'm just saying you watch it once and you'll be like, Oh, I'm going to memorize the word of God. It's, it's, I don't want to talk to much. because I don't want to scare you too much. and so I'll have people say, ah, I don't like the way that you motivated that way. But I'm just telling you, if you just watch it a few times, it, it freaks me out. But listen, this, this is the aim I'm going to get before me. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to allow no lies. I'm going to fight for it. The, you know, in the, all of us, um, those of you that have been kind of the prayer culture world, uh, you always hear, I always hear these sermons about a watchman, right? The watchman on the wall. And, um, and so I, I always kind of think in terms of, you know, the, the intercessory prayer tribe. I want to invite you to all be that today and learn a watchman in an ancient city made the decision through the night on the wall. Are we? Get, is that person enemy or friend? Someone in the dark, somewhere out there, someone's coming up. Are they a friend or the enemy? And if it's a friend, then they open up the gate and let them into the city. If it's an enemy, they keep them out. That's why they had walled cities. Keep the enemy out. I see many of my peers just letting all the enemies in all the time. I see my, so my friends seeing and letting the enemies into my, their house all the time. Trying to raise our kids to be disciples and we tolerate. I'm just telling you, If you allow enemies into the city, it will destroy the city. You allow those enemies constantly lies, 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 lies into your mind. You will find yourself in an unnecessary battle and the enemy gets in. So a vision, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. He's spirit filled. Jesus, scripture saturated. Word of God, foom, 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 foom. telling you, your brain, if you're, if you're talking out loud, you have to be thinking about what you're saying, right? You can't, you, 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 you can't be thinking other thoughts and you, you have to be thinking about what you're saying. That's why I think it's great when you say, all right, I'm gonna speak it, I'm gonna say it. I'm, actually, I'm not saying that you have to scream it out loud at the football game like I did in high school, but at least you have to like, at least say it when you're, when you're, and when the enemy brings this temptation, this thought, that's when you're alone with those thoughts, if you can get to where you start to speak the word of God and say it, verbally say it, you'll talk back to the devil. You'll talk back. You'll find yourself renewed in the knowledge of God or renew, renewing your mind. Jesus did it. Jesus spoke the word of God, the written word. I wanna invite you, make that, figure out a way. How could you uptick? I'm not, I'm just, I wanna invite you to take steps. What would it look like? Hey, babe, what happens if when we drive, instead of listening to 25 minutes of whatever, let's, let's take a step and listen to the word of God for the first five. Let's call it the first five. Make up your own system. Uh, when, when you start off the day, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start off the day and I'm gonna do an audio one-year Bible. I'm gonna listen to the word of God all the way through. Or I'm gonna memorize or I'm gonna put note cards. or I'm, But you, you figure out a way, but man, get that word of God inside so that your scripture is saturated, so that you talk back. Many many of us don't talk back. We just tolerate. It just comes in. It's just the way the world is. I don't Oh no, this is a battle. This is your season. This is it. So talk back. Get that in you. And I would just say this last one is struggle ready. This is a real battle and Jesus does battle with the enemy and we are told that we are in a spiritual battle. We, We tend to not be ready for a struggle or a battle because our lives are so nice. We, 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 we have Instacart. We don't even have to go to the grocery store. We, we, have, we, we have like everything built for us to never even have to leave our house. We have nice little grass yards and little fences to keep out things. And we have all our temperatures, right? in our houses. And, but can I tell you this? no matter how good you can make your little life, this ain't heaven yet. Heaven is when we're with him. And the enemy wants you to get to where you think this is heaven now. Because if he can get you to believe this is as good as it gets, then you lose hope. Then you stop relationship. Then you live independent. If he can get you living, independent of God. If you can get those lies in then a passive people become casual about relationship with God, casual about the word of God, casual about the battle that they're in. And then devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking that one who just believes this is as good as it gets. This ain't as good as it gets. It gets better. You get to be with him. But man, when you get the word of God, oh, I'm gonna be with him. I can be with him now and that's better than Netflix and that's better than ESPN and that's better than a million dollars and that's better than having the right security system to try to keep out. i get to be with him. I got the word of God inside of me like a fire. I got the word of God blaze. And here's one of the things where it gets really fun. When it stops being about you and you actually care about that youth conference, You actually care about your neighbors. You actually care about making a difference, being radiant. I'm telling you if the enemy can get you to just, okay, keep it about you and all your stuff being nice. That's the American lie. Jesus laid his life down. Jesus is our example. And the enemy wants you to just believe any lie to get you passive, confused, bewildered and apathetic and dry and done. Go get with him again. Go get the word of God in you again. Recognize the real battle that you're in. And don't tolerate lies. Jesus renew my mind with truth. I do not wanna conform to this world and become just like them transform me into your image. No lies. Will you bow your heads with me? We ask the Holy Spirit what lies you've allowed in? The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him, will you exchange the lie that the enemy puts in your mind? Everyone but you. Will you exchange that for truth? Jesus is for me. That lie that the enemy puts in your mind. Oh, everybody lusts like that. It's a different era. Allow lust at the table. Will you exchange that lie for the truth? Jesus sermon on the Mount. No toleration that lie. Oh, you don't need people. You can just live in isolation. We exchange it for truth. No, I need a band of brothers. That lie of the enemy, you don't have to be intentional with your kids. Just make a bunch of money. Be honest with God. Jesus revealed truth to me. Maybe you're here today and you have lived a lie. You don't, you've believed a lie. You can do life on your own. It's not true. You need God. You believed a lie. You're too broken, too messed up. Jesus, death on the cross, resurrection, salvation. It's for others, but not me. It's a lie. Jesus died for you. Today, if you want to begin that journey as a follower, I want to invite you. He'll rescue you no matter how messed up, how many lies you have in your head. He'll rescue you. Would you just pray this? Jesus, save me. Rescue me. Change me. Throw me a rope. I'm drowning and I need you. I give you my life. Thank you for giving me new life in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand together. I want to invite our prayer team, us, I mean, our ushers, if our ushers will come forward and I want to invite you, if you made a decision to follow Jesus today, let us know. There's a card there. You could let us know with that. Or you go online and tell us. We just want to help you get connected to the church. Get connected to someone that can help disciple you. Every way that we can resource you. Father, we love you. You're our God. And we don't follow the father of lies. We follow, we follow our heavenly father. Hallowed be your name. And your kingdom come, and your will, your will be done in Kansas City, as it is in heaven. Give us today what we need, our daily bread. Forgive us our, our debts, our trespasses, as we forgive those around us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom. and the glory forever and ever and ever.